Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Well, hello, everybody. I am Becky Dubin Jenkins, and today it is my privilege on behalf of Team Athena to welcome our friend and colleague, Miss Thelma Sias. Hi, Thelma. Hello. How are you today? Looking forward to our discussion today about extraordinary leadership. I think it's important for us all to understand we all have the capacity to lead. And leadership comes in components, I think, after working 30 years and living a lifetime in different aspects. Some of us lead in small ways. Some of us lead in medium ways. Some of us lead in large ways. And some of us don't even get a choice. We simply have a responsibility. And our life has been guided for the responsibility of leadership. But we all have a capacity to do so. And I think it's important when we frame our leadership to know for a fact who are you and how would you want to be treated and how do you blend that, mix that, and make that the core of your leadership and understand your own life story. My life story is one where I'm one of 11 kids. My mother and father did an incredible job of raising us under a very simple motto. My mother and father said every day, treat every person you meet with the same dignity and respect you so desire. And I built my leadership style on that. I share that with other people day in and day out. Because I think in order to frame your leadership, in order to have extraordinary leadership, you need a base to work from, a base to grow from, and a base to continue to develop from. And we all develop in our leadership. I've had, over my 30-year work experience, the ability to see people do this thing called leadership. It's just natural to them. But I've also seen people who have misunderstood, in my opinion, leadership. Because whenever you feel you have to reduce another person to being less than human, whenever you feel that only your voice can be heard, whenever you think that your opinion is the only one to be considered, I think you've stepped out of your leadership and now you're, you're grabbing for power and control. As we lead, we also have to learn how to follow. In my opinion, a great leader, an extraordinary leader, a leader that lasts and has an impact on other people is someone that has the ability to listen and to follow other people. A significant part of the sandwich that I'm going to call extraordinary leadership. We all have the capacity in leadership to have one of those great days, have a series of great days, but leadership also is faced with challenges. There are days in your leadership you have to do very complicated and complex things. All the things you wish were on the list, they simply are not on the list. But how do you take what's on the list? And even when you have to deliver complicated, difficult messages, how do you do it with dignity and respect and regard of the other person and the people that you're working with? And I think we all have to frame our leadership so that we're ready to take the baton of our leadership and pass it on to next generations and generations. The challenge we are having in today's world, in my opinion, is the fact that we are still struggling with women being 
in powerful leadership roles. With all of the experience we've had of the success of how women lead, we still struggle with that. And we're still struggling with the issue of younger leaders, leaders that have different lifestyle. And I think we all need to get over it and understand this message about the table, having everyone there, the tent being big enough to include everyone is significant. We're living in a world that has changed and it continues to change. And if we don't get ourselves ready forward versus constantly going backwards, we're going to delay the enormous progress in this community, this state, in this world that we need to have. I appreciate those thoughts. And and I'm wondering at what point in your life, your career, did you realize that you had the grave responsibility of leadership? As I mentioned, everyone has a story that frames them and their lives and their leadership style. Before I started working in my 30-year corporate experience, I had already experienced leadership in that small capacity. As I said, I'm one of 11 kids. I'm the fifth child, the middle child. So early on in my life, I was managing outcome from other people. I was positioning the ability for people to do all those things they do and do them well and being able to help people figure out how to improve themselves. So early on, I saw my role. Early on, I experienced having to be the voice for someone else, having to be the navigator for someone else. So early, I I experienced it. It took time, though, before I realized the gift of and the power of and the ability to leverage my leadership Uh, for broader perspectives of people, lives, and conditions. How important are critical, crucial conversations to growing as a leader, to enabling others to grow as a leader? An extraordinary leader has to always be able, him or her, to walk into a room, see others in action, hear others in action with their leadership style, and recognize how others have used their leadership to navigate forward, to move from where you are to where we'd like to go. So it's so important to be able to keep yourself open to all of that input. And sometimes input is not the words you hear. It's simply observing what you see. It's simply recognizing that this change has occurred because of a combination of leadership from other people. And now, how do I move it forward? I am a constant thinker about other people to interact with, other extraordinary leaders that I simply want to hear their thoughts, other extraordinary leaders I observe how they navigate. We all should reach out and have a continuance of people around us that can help to polish grow, and expand our leadership style. Who are those people around you who have helped you do that over the years? Again, my family is very important to me. My parents were probably the most significant leaders I've ever met in that they led, they took action, they made change happen. They raised 11 kids and sent us all off to college with a combination of athletic and academic scholarships. And they built a principle for us all to work from. 
And as complex as living in the rural South at the time of my growth, my parents held on to that dignity and respect and left the legacy of our family uh, land. So we now have the Size Family Incorporation, the gift of all of their hard labor that we can return to as home. But I have several former colleagues. You know, in my 30 years career, I've met some incredible people, very big titles to no titles at all. But I have several former colleagues of mine that we've worked together, we've uh, laughed together, we've cried together, and we've plotted together how we changed the world. I have a number of sister friends who are the people that I know I can let my guard down with, the ones that uh, will say to me, you need to take a different approach, and I can hear them and understand what they're saying because they know me and know me well, because they've been a part of my life in all of my celebrations, but also in my great challenges. I've looked up and they've been there. And I have... um, Three young women that I call them my daughters. If I could have had a chance to pick daughters, these three certainly would have been the daughters I would have chosen. Their spirit, their perspective, their will to engage a mature adult AARP members. I tell them all the time, you're talking to an AARP member, so you have to help me understand the approach you're taking. So it's that kind of combination. My husband, who has always been the love of my life, my incredible cheerleader. His perspective sometimes is, as he says to me, I don't know if you're hearing me today. I'll come back to you tomorrow and say the same thing. So you need, you need a balancing act of people who know you well, people you can trust, people who can guide you, and people that you will follow their guidance. And you should always be adding to that perspective of folks. You've mentioned a few times needing to really listen when people are giving you feedback. How have you, I would say, navigated that over the years when people are giving you feedback or advice to really help you grow as a leader, but perhaps you didn't agree with that? Well, we're all human, and there are sometimes the way people come to you shuts you down. And there are also times when people choose to come to you I think, with the wrong approach. And then there are people that will come to you, they're dead on spot, and you're not ready to hear it. And don't misunderstand me. There have been times when I've had that approach, both approaches, one where the attempt to provide feedback was done in such a manner, it didn't become feedback. It sounded like criticisms and the ability to suggest that I need to change. And we all change, but I... I think that when we approach people with feedback, we need to know how to articulate the word and the thoughts that you want them to hear. Feedback doesn't have to come to a person in a negative way. Let's talk about this issue. Let's talk about is there a different way you should have thought about the approach. And there have been times I've, I've heard it well, and there have been other times because you're, you're working so hard for success you are managing the complexities of issues. I've had to manage the complexity of my leadership in that I had to manage race, gender, age, and socioeconomic backgrounds. That's a tray full every day, all day for anyone. That's been all of those things in my lifetime, all of those things. 
as I've grown older and had different experiences, both at work, my volunteer opportunities on boards and community organizations, I've learned how to reach out for my feedback versus waiting for someone to bring it to me. And I've also given myself time and space to have my self-talk, as I call it, so that I can examine me, hear me, respect what others bring to me. I said to someone when I got my honorary doctor from uh, Marquette University this year, I said to them that I felt I've been a puzzle, and I've had so many extraordinary people pick up a piece of my puzzle and have brought it back to have framed the person that I am today. And some have been kind enough to pick up more than one piece or two. Some have had as many as 10 in, in my lifetime. Letting people, having the confidence and letting people pick up that piece of puzzle to help frame you is really important to how you deal with managing. And you should always ask, always seek, always be open to feedback. You did mention the the honorary degree from Marquette in the spring. What lessons did you hope those students took away from your speech, your remarks that day? Well, uh, it was a a great honor uh, for me. And again, I say thank you to Marquette University for making such an extraordinary decision. I was concerned about the day and the time and the moment in which uh, things were happening. A world around me with so many things going on. And it's not always the kinds of things you want to happen as a leader. Every day is filled with ups and downs. So I wanted to make sure when I walked on the stage and went to the podium that the young men and women and the graduates understood and heard me loud and clear that with all of our accomplishments in life, we all need to be reaching for the ability to create access and opportunity for others. And with all our accomplishments and all of our success, if we don't have the ability to share that with others, then we need to look to see how big we want the basket to be. And I also wanted them to know that life is an incredible journey. I have now concluded, now that I'm an AARP member, each day we're granted life. We've got to do like boxer Muhammad Ali. You've got to get up and put your boxing gloves on every day to box with it, to sustain and survive. And it can't be outcome just for you. You must always have a focus in your leadership to impact the conditions of other people. That's when you know you've obtained success. That's when you know you've left an impact, and you'll have a legacy for a lifetime. What three words describe you? What three words describe Thelma A. Sias? Proud. I'm proud to be the fifth child of the late Roosevelt and Pauline Sias from a small, unknown town of Myersville, Mississippi, where people poured into me their hope, their belief, that the world should be better. I have always followed my mother's guidance on being thoughtful to the conditions and the needs of other people. Thoughtful to the point that 
people don't have to ask when I see I'm going to take action and figure out how do I impact them. And I think the third thing is resilience. When I think about my lifetime, make the list of some of the most challenging things in my life journey, I'm aware that because of my faith and my belief that my resilience has always picked me up in those very difficult moments. The moments of not just about the workplace, but the moment of life's journey. Unfortunately, I lost a, a brother who, at a young age, and the resilience to step forward after that ordeal. The resilience of a lifetime of having to deal with racial injustice and unfairness, but to still sustain. The resilience to keep believing in humankind when you see things that are just overwhelmingly impossible to think that others will do. The resilience to be able to stand up when so many people are pushing you down and the resilience to still believe in yourself when so many people are saying it should not be. Key takeaways from our friend, Thelma Sias. Thelma, it was wonderful to have you today. We appreciate you. We love you. And it's been a great conversation, and we hope you come back and join us again soon. I look forward to that opportunity. And I say to everyone that's listening to this podcast, it's a very significant message every day that you wake with life, particularly to women, I say. Look in the mirror every morning you get up. Like who you see. Respect who you see love who you see, and believe in who you see. Wonderful last words from our friend, Thelma Sias. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton Davis, available wherever you get your podcasts.